Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Crown was told to drag this case so far, so much, to make it so miserable for us because they want to drain our finances. They want to drain our ability to raise money and to survive this craziness. So they're piling up as much as I can. So that trial is still um, a go. And of course, my coot speech, uh, Premier Jason Kenney, he went on television. And even though when you listen to that speech, it's very clear, I'm not inciting people to commit acts of violence against other citizens. I'm telling them this is non-violent. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. We are going through it together, and we've been through a lot as a country in Canada. We have faced uh, the worst possible um, violations of our personal freedom, and yet our government does continue to appear that it's going down a path that it shouldn't be. While they have lifted some mandates, they've lifted some restrictions, they've given us a pause on travel, uh, maybe we're able to get on a plane here or there. Um, the fact is you can't get into the United States without a vaccine at this time. You're very fortunate if you have because basically the borders are shutting you down. We have faced pastors being imprisoned for doing what pastors should be doing. And this should frighten you. <clears throat> we have recently seen a very great victory with my dear friend, Pastor Archer Pavlovsky. And he is here today to talk to us about what his situation looks like. Pastor Art, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. I understand uh, that your situation is uh, pretty incredible right now. You must be feeling at least some vindication after what the courts have ordered, the appellate courts. Yes, I mean, it is a, an incredible victory, a surprise, surprise. When I received a phone call Friday from my uh, lawyer, and uh, she says we have the decision from the Supreme Court here, uh, Court, of, uh, Court of Appeal, the highest court in Alberta. Um, and I was expecting uh, kind of like a little bit for the devil and a little bit for God, a little bit to appease the tyrants and a little bit to set us free. But when she said it's a total vindication, I, I, I could not believe it. Uh, she had to repeat that to me number of times and i said uh, what about my brother david oh it's totally a hundred percent victory i said what about the money what they have to give it back uh, what about uh, this what about compelled speech or travel ban everything gone 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 a hundred percent total victory what's also surprised about this ruling is that the judges said that this whole thing was first of all illegal the arrests were illegal. The, the whole thing was illegal. Also, it was against natural, natural law, um, which is very surprising after being subjected to two and a half years of an ongoing propaganda, manipulation, lie, overreach, and just tyranny at every corner. It looks like the government officials that were supposed to represent us through every law that there is out the window police officers unfortunately because i have such a i used to have such a great respect for the uniform um i i guess i still have uh, you know just not those types of people in uniform i put it this way uh they instead of thinking and standing by their badge, by their honor, by their oath, they decided to break law. They have become lawbreakers. And, and this is the scary part because we have entrusted them with a gun. I mean, when I give a pistol to another human being, it's a scary thing if that human being is rogue. If that human being is corrupted, evil, and is not willing to follow the law, and I just have, and I just gave him the gun and the handcuffs and the badge to do harm. Wow, this is a scary notion. And that's exactly what we have right now. We have gangsters or muscle for the biggest mafia that I have ever seen uh, in uh, on this side of eternity 
uh, running around and arresting people um, uh, without due process, invading churches, shutting down businesses, telling us follow the science. And when we do follow the science, we're deplatformed, censored, attacked, vilified, laughed at. And then again, they come back, follow the science. It, nothing makes sense unless you know what is their game. And they're telling us, and I, I think that's the biggest shocker in this whole craziness. They're telling us what is their plan. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Today, I just read news from the, uh, from the globalists saying that they don't want us to have private cars. They want to control cars on earth. They will be able to tell you if you can drive or not. A total shutdown of mobility rights. It, it's it's insanity, and that's why you see at the borders, and that's what uh, we have experienced here in Canada. You were not allowed to travel without a special Nazi communist paper, just like during the times of Adolf Hitler, just like during the times of uh, Soviet you know stalinism you were not allowed to travel without the approval of gods the pharaohs uh, of today and that's exactly what we're seeing right now they want to be gods and don't kid yourself if you're not a believer that's fine that's up to you no one forces you to believe in a bible or not but this is a war evil versus good in front of our eyes evil that wants to manipulate lie and enslave people and god and the good or god's representatives that want to set the captives free and that's what you have been doing since the very beginning you just want people to be free just like me free to make their own choices take it or leave it live or die believe or not take the job or no take the the test or no that's up to you you are an adult you are responsible for your actions and you will pay for your actions so since when the government is dictating us how much alcohol i can drink you see the truth is i can go to a liquor store right now and drink myself to death if i want to that's my choice and the government is allowing me to make that choice i can go to a drugstore because drugs are now legal in this wretched country and I, as you know when i was in prison every single day multiple times a day the guards not the inmates the guards with the nurses were offering and giving free fentanyl and cocaine to the inmates that's how insane everything has become so i can drug myself no problem to death i can cause myself harm and then go to a hospital and they will have to fix me up that's okay government tells me yeah that's okay you have that right i can go in the middle of the highway well i can get a ticket uh, but i still can do it that's my choice so what we're observing right now and i hope people are getting it they're seeing after two and a half years that this has nothing to do with health this has nothing to do with keeping our loved ones protected this is a biggest elimination of middle class ever seen on this side of a, a, a you know of this side of eternity also this is the biggest uh attempt if you will by the elites to enslave the entire globe so uh right now the newest thing is that you will eat bags uh, i don't know if you saw my video i have a few more coming um about you know um eating bags i actually interviewed a lady i talked to a lady that was selling uh, those hot dogs filled with crickets and uh, and bags worms and worms and and she said that they are more expensive than beef believe it or not but they were told <laughs> to push it that's that's what she said on the record they were told to push this agenda and eliminate beef i'll tell you why because people maybe do not understand what's going on this is to destabilize 
This is to destroy our local industries. That's why there is an attack on farmers, on beef, on our production abilities. This is against local stores uh, because what they are creating is the elites, supermarkets that control food. The moment you control food, Laura, and you know that, the moment you control food, you, con you control a nation. That's just how it is. If you control the food supply, you control everything. That's why Bill Gates that is telling you, you will own nothing and you will be happy, is becoming the biggest landowner in the United States of America. And if people don't see that, my wife will be upset again because I say that, but if people don't see that by now, they're extremely stupid. Like, I, I, I don't know how to put it any other way. You must be brainless or brainwashed to a point that you have lost ability to think, to have common sense. And according to the globalists, if you have reached that level of stupidity, you don't deserve to live. This is, <laughs> this is what they are telling us. This is exactly you are um, useless eater, according to them. That's why they're doing what they're doing. They're eliminating and they want to eliminate a majority of people. So going back to my ordeal, as you know, I have been arrested 16 times, five times during the COVID craziness, COVID lie, as I call it. And then um, I faced over 100 court cases, uh, a number of them, 40 citations uh, during this craziness and um, <clears throat> total over 340 tickets still uh, i'm still facing criminal charges for my speeches to the truck convoy for me trying to retrieve my mail from canada post as you remember and uh, that i was arrested for uh, just trying to take my mail i called the police i told them please can you take um, retrieve my mail they have stolen my mail which is a federal offense so the police showed up took the mail give it to me and then charged me like can you imagine the level of corruption you're asking the cops please help me there is a crime going on uh, on a federal level uh, and uh, and instead of them charging the villains they're charging the victims because it has nothing to do this craziness with law and order but going back to friday do you remember three amigos i call them the three crooked amigos those are the three judges in the province of alberta that have kicked the law out the window and they have become the agents of satan if you will the agent of the agents of lie the first name was david gates david gates after the viral video get out nazis went all over the world and embarrassed the government embarrassed uh, the you know the crooked turncoat jason kenny the premier of alberta also embarrassed the ahs because before this craziness ahs agents were nobodies and i'm not saying this in a bad way like no one knew them no one really cared yeah they had some power in the restaurants just you know make sure you clean your hands and you do it properly don't poison people you know like it's a valid job i i, I don't want to you know uh insult what they do because i believe that before this lie they had valid uh, important job uh, making sure that all restaurants and coffee shops are following you know health um orders you know health uh, um you know I, I don't know even how to say like that. the mandates or protocols, yeah. Protocols and, you know, like uh, make sure you are not um, keeping meal outside for hours because uh, eventually you will poison people. I remember right, years right. ago with my wife, we took that course, the health course, uh, to learn how to properly prepare food not to hurt others. So it's all good. They had a purpose. However, they had very limited power. They were doing their job, just like the bylaw officers are most of the time are taking care of our cats and dogs, making sure um, you 
clean after your uh, you know uh, puppy and, and it's a valid job it's it's i like my city to be clean and it's all good however when the tyranny came suddenly those people realized oh we are little gods we can do whatever we want we can arrest people and they went into their heads so the get out video the get out nazis it showed them embarrassed them and showed the whole world that listen who do you think you are people you should never have that kind of power because you're not qualified you're not trained with law to have that kind of power you're <laughs> you you're health inspectors and so look if i'm watching you know washing my hands or not if i have a sanitizer or not all fine but um of course that was not the agenda anyway fast forward david gates a crooked judge in alberta gave them the power to enter our church anytime they wanted with whomever they wish so swat team showed up i kicked them again they showed up again we kicked them again so they went to another judge a higher judge he is Associate Chief Justice John Rook. John Rook is so crooked and so evil that he gives them order that, uh, you know, enslaves effectively four and a half million Albertans. And all of those orders, remember, they were done ex parte without our involvement. We were not asked to defend ourselves we were not asked to come with the lawyer and see what's going on actually what i've heard and i didn't know that before laura this will be a shocker to those that are listening and maybe to you as well do you know that the proceedings the proceedings with those unconstitutional against the criminal code of canada orders were done off the record in other words the recordings like you always have in the court. So when you come to court, everything is being recorded. And rightfully so, because you want to have record of what really was going on with the judges, uh, with the, you know, with the accused, with the witnesses, you know, crown prosecutors, lawyers, all of that stuff is very important because it should be always a public record. Those orders were done with a, uh, with a, with a switch. They switched off all the recordings no one was recording what was being said no one was recording what was the conversation that's soviet style that's gestapo style proceedings and and i just learned this a couple of days ago and i'm still shocked about it because that's that's unheard of that you go to court without the party and the party that is going to be charged not being able to defend themselves or to make a presentation of their case you do this ex parte and then you shut off all the recordings so no one would ever know what was said and why it's 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 unbelievable that's that's the level of corruption that we have reached in our beloved canada that uh, used to used to stand on on law and order so the crooked judge john rook gave them the power uh, to pretty much wipe us out so the swat team showed up again and they brought that court order and they never give it to me they just dropped it on the ground while i was preaching from the pulpit i never had a chance to read it examine it send it to my lawyers get a legal advice my name was not on it of course later we found out it was everything was illegal everything they did was from soviet era stalin would be very proud of those boys and girls uh, that they did this to us so anyway fast forward they waited because when they entered when they opened the door of the church it was um, standing room only it was packed so they realized uh, this is going to be a gong show um, we probably will have to arrest half of those people uh, and, and dragging a pastor from a packed church this is not going to go well so they waited for the people to go home and while we were driving back to our house we got arrested and you showed that video in the middle of the highway in the rain spent three days and two nights in jail deprived of sleep on concrete um it was it was bad it was very very bad eventually monday three days later and two nights later we saw adam germain 
Adam Germain is another crooked judge. And, and, and I'm telling you this narration because it's important to understand what we are facing. Because we have been labeled conspiracy theorists. We have been labeled lawbreakers, troublemakers. You know, we have been labeled because that's convenient for the left. And I remember when I was growing up, learning about the Nazis, the soldiers, the Polish soldiers that were fighting with the Nazis against the invasion of the Nazis, you know how the Germans called them? Bandits. Right? So the same rhetorics. And that's why I love history, because what we are witnessing right now is a repetition of history. They're calling us names. They are calling us bandits. They're calling us terrorists. They're calling because they have nothing on us. We are doing what God is commanding us to do. Therefore, they have to make stuff up. Polish soldiers were fighting the invaders. The Germans were the bad guys. The Nazis were the bad guys. Polish people were fighting those evil, wicked people. And yet they were called the bandits. Oh, we have to arrest those bandits. We have to shoot those bandits. Um, and now we are witnessing the same, exactly the same, uh, the same thing. So fast forward, we uh, saw the next morning and again, chained to our legs, handcuffed, taken to the court and then facing the judge, Adam Germain. And he starts his proceedings with, with those statements. And I was shocked. He says, John Rook, which is his boss, called me and asked me as a friend, as a personal friend, to look into all those cases personally. And I turned to my brother, David, and I said, it's over. I mean, this is a show trial. This man will never go against his boss. He will never go against his friend. I mean, this was so clear to me that we have entered an era of a show trial, which everything was decided before the accused even showed up. It was just for the show. The Crown Prosecutor's case, the lawyers, the evidence, the papers, the judge. Mm, yeah, okay, mm, I'm listening, yeah. Everything was for the show, it was theater. And that's exactly what we see right now in a political arena and with the mainstream media, it's a theater. Everything is done for show and show only. So I said to my brother David and to our lawyers, it's done, we don't stand a chance. And of course he starts his proceedings by saying we're in the middle of great pandemic and we got to save lives, blah, blah, blah. I said like, this guy is a politician. He's not the judge. Uh, he's doing this as a favor to his boss. He was told what to do. We are already guilty. It, it, nothing matters uh, from this uh, from this moment on. That's why I decided to go to the, to the United States to share my story because I knew I'm going to lose. There is no way we can win this with this type of level of corruption. So I spent, as you know, four months in the States. I did my best to scare Americans and tell them, look what is happening behind the Iron Curtain in our beloved Canada. If you don't wake up, we you are in a big trouble just like we are. Came back, got arrested at the tar uh, tarmac um, coming out from the plane, rearrested again by RCMP coming from Leduc with my wife after a rally, re-arrested again with my brother David in the snow. And then, of course, the track convoy came and I have become, um, they were calling me Canada's pastor and freedom pastor. So I always was invited to, to pray for people or, or to conduct church services or to bring worship. So that's what uh, they asked me to do. And we've met actually in Calgary uh, during that day, uh, I remember it was it was cold. Um, so I did that in Calgary. We uh, brought chili. We brought some food for the people. And then, um, you know, um, we preached and we had songs. And the next morning we did the same thing. And then uh, you went to Ottawa and we stayed behind to make sure that you've got you've got the, the backing and the story is alive. And we had 15 to 20,000 people on the streets of Calgary every week. And we had other rallies around um, uh, Calgary as well, Edmonton. It, it was powerful, it was beautiful. And then the track, um, the trackers asked me to come to Milk River uh, to the Montana and Alberta uh, point of entry uh, border 
to conduct the church service there, to bring worship. I brought food with my son, with Larry. Uh, we went, we did the Lord's Supper, and then our CMP was filming me, our CMP was there. And when I asked, I would like to go to Kutz uh, to do the same thing there, they opened the barricade for me and they let me in. We didn't have to barge, we didn't have to you know, sneak. They opened it for us and, and we went without any problem. So I did another church service in Kutz in the Smugglers Inn and uh and you know did my speech uh as you remember 19 minute speech when during that speech i said to canadians this is a peaceful uh, revolution no guns no swords this is non-violent uh, this is a solidarity style uprising stand for your rights hold the line uh we had lord's supper together we prayed and we worshiped and they are simply was there they let me go home no problems and then a few days later coming out of my house at that time i didn't know that they were monitoring me for a week undercover police so i stepped out on tuesday morning i stepped out of my house and it was a takedown takedown of el chapo of calgary or al capone escobar of calgary uh, that was rcmp officers undercover detectives and the whole uh, media team from swat team with their cameras i mean it looked like a hollywood movie uh, shot and um and I was taken, arrested, interrogated for hours, and then ultimately I was taken to prison. And you know what happened there? Stripped naked, solitary confinement, threatened, intimidated. Um, uh, they tried to uh, scare me by uh, saying that they're going to put more charges on me, um, vilified me. The Crown Prosecutor during the bail hearing said I am extremely dangerous, like a terrorist. If I am going to be unleashed on Canadian society, it's going to be a disaster. And everything that they did, why, why am I telling you this story? Because everything they did, my 50 days in prison, they... Um, they incited five different inmates to beat me up or to murder me. They kidnapped me to from Calgary to Edmonton, placed me in max spot for the most dangerous offenders, then the psych world uh, for a week. All of that was done to me based on those decisions, on those three uh, crooked amigos, David Gates, John Rook, Adam Germain. That's why the story is so important, because everything they did, the escalation, if you will, and my, you know, spending so many days in prison without trial, I am still innocent until proven guilty. But that doesn't mean anything to the tyrants, just like the Soviets were doing show trials just like the germans were shooting people in the back of their heads without a trial nothing mean nothing matters to those people they're tyrants you're slaves you are to obey them or else so adam germain giving me the compelled speech and my brother david and chris scott of course uh, we were three subjected to this insanity uh compelled speech uh, ordered by judge in other words reciting the party line becoming a cbc cnn reporter for the government crooked government uh, and then um, mobility rights are being taken away from me i have become uh, a prisoner in the province of alberta i was not allowed to travel because they wanted to prohibit me from telling my story again in the united states they knew that eventually i will go back out and i will expose what was going on so the judge was asked okay we gotta make sure he's not traveling and that's exactly what happened also a huge amounts of money that i had to pay to the nazi party of canada the ahs and then also um 120 hours community uh hours in a community service because the judge uh, did not recognize that what we're doing feeding thousands of people for the 20 for 22 years as anything that is beneficial uh, to society and also probation officer and uh, probation for a year and a half just like a terrorist will get it i mean insane so we appealed it based on that foundation that they built the foundation of this tyranny the the house of cards if you will they were building based on those two convictions so they said the crown prosecutor a crooked man a liar he said to the judge look your honor this guy will never 
listen to the court order. We already have two convictions. This guy needs to stay in prison because if you release him on bail, he's going to break your order anyway. We have the proof that he is a lawbreaker and he's an extremely dangerous individual. He needs to stay in prison. And that's why it took so long uh, to get me out of that horrible, corrupted place, the Riemann Center. Uh, so <clears throat> we appealed it. And last Friday, three judges finally, finally came to a normal conclusion because they are normal judges. They look at the law. And they said, what was done to us, the arrests, the invasion in our church, the harassment, intimidation, us spending those days in prison, giving our, you know, um, our money to the Nazi party and all everything else, the mobility rights, the compelled speech, all of that was illegal. And they are they they commanded the nazi party the ahs to give up all the money that we had to pay them plus the three judges commanded them to pay the costs plus everything everything that we were accused of and then sentenced later on uh, was uh stayed completely a hundred percent total victory so my brother david is um is free uh he has no more probation uh, the ahs the nazi party of canada will have to give up our money back however with me the story continues that's why i still need your support if you can uh, to keep us afloat because as you can imagine i am being bombarded left and right by antifa by those just wicked people uh there's always something going on and we still feed thousands of people uh so if you want to support us you know go to streetchurch.ca streetchurch.ca um you can do uh, paypal or e-transfer art at streetchurch.ca and keep supporting us uh, what we are doing um i am still facing uh, criminal charges multiple trials as you remember um, a month ago or an, a month and a half ago i was three days in the court um, facing nine witnesses from the crown that i in fact fed the poor uh, and especially during the christmas celebration that you attended and you were one of the speakers during that time uh, so we spent three days and the crown says we need additional three days um, so it's total insanity. The moment we came to the court, we agreed to the statement of facts. Uh, yes, we've, I fed the poor. I'm not disputing that. I'm actually proud that I'm feeding the poor. But the Crown was told to drag this case so far, so much, to make it so miserable for us because they want to drain our finances. They want to drain our ability to raise money and to survive this craziness. So they're piling up as much as I can. So that trial is still um, a go. And of course my good speech, uh, Premier Jason Kenney, he went on television. And even though when you listen to that speech is very clear, I'm not inciting people to commit acts of violence against other citizens. I'm telling them this is non-violent, no guns, no swords. Yeah, paralyze their system don't uh or work for them just say no uh, refuse to cooperate that's solidarity style uh, movement that's mahatma gandhi peaceful resistance that's martin luther king jr civil rights movement and and that's what of course i was talking about but jason kenny this crooked evil premier comes on television and he says artipolowski was inciting people to commit acts of violence against other people that's why he you know he has to stay in prison also it's very interesting because that very man this lying deceiving crook jason kenny two days after we were released from prison through a party for his cabinet ministers jason nixon um travis um travis taves minister of finance and also health minister 
Taylor, uh, Taylor Chandra, that now as a good Nazi was rewarded with the highest position in the land. He is a solicitor general, a minister of justice. Can you imagine the very crooked man that was sending those Gestapo to shut down our restaurants and our churches has become the minister of justice? You know, like, and yet this is the same man that broke the regulations, the mandates, the restrictions with his boss and his buddies in a sky palace hypocrisy. They were never charged for that crime. They were never arrested for that crime. They never spent a minute in jail for that crime. But pastors, pastors are, of course, uh, a free free prey. Uh, and that's exactly what was happening. So anyway, in a nutshell, that's that's the story and the victory. Why is this victory so important? Because it sends a message to the villains. There are still some good people in power. There's still some good people in authority. Those three judges look at the law and they said, this is unlawful. And they set me free. There's still some good police officers and there are still some good politicians, not many, but there are still some good ones out there, some good doctors, some good nurses and some good reporters and not many but there are still some good men and women out there and then it sends a message to you and me and others like us freedom loving patriots a real canadians and it says to them if arthur Pulaski with a funny accent could face the biggest giants of the land the goliaths the uncircumcised philistines if he could face them and prevail and win that means i can win as well so i believe that this victory is going to have a, a ripple effect like an avalanche and is going to give us more victories so far this is the biggest victory in Canada against the COVID craziness. So I hope that on this foundation, we're going to start seeing more and more victories. It's absolutely wonderful. And, and it makes me wonder about uh, Tamara uh, Litch getting out as well yesterday, that this isn't um, a, a new sort of um, courage that's in the justice system to actually uphold the laws of Canada rather than acting like crazy people. Yeah, you know, 100%. And they were acting like psychopaths because the rule of law, I mean, when you are a judge or if you are a person in any authority, you have to do your job. What is the job of a police officer? Is to uphold the law. And what is the highest law? Is the Constitution. Chart of Rights and Freedoms. What is the job of a judge? To look at the law and, you know, forget about your feelings, forget about propaganda, forget about mainstream media, forget about do you like this man or I hate, hate this man. It, it doesn't matter. As the judge, I'm looking at the law. Did this person, I may not like that person. I may not even like what he did, but did he committed a crime? or not that's the job of the judges what is the job of reporters is not to cook stories like they're doing right now they're cooks and they're cooking poison they're manipulators and liars they don't even know how to cook a proper meal but they are not reporting anymore they are cooking stories up they're making stuff up their job is to report what they see and our job is to to choose, you know, what, you know, to choose our um, interpretation of the news. It's up to us to determine what we're seeing. Their job is to just make a presentation uh, to us what they are seeing there. Um, what is the job of a politician? We hire them for what? So they can party in the sky palaces, break all their own rules and regulations and mandates? No, we elected them and we're paying them a lot of money that they do not deserve to represent us to defend us we hired them to defend us and our rights our freedoms our way of life all of those things are gone so this ruling on friday it restores at least a little bit of hope for me that not all is lost that there's still some good 
people that are looking at this not through the pink glasses of corruption but through the glasses of law and justice and truth i'm going to tell you um what you can do you know it's it's okay for us to fight it's okay um to uh, you know for us to lead the way but without you without good people canadians patriots we cannot do this alone we need each other and i think that's exactly what the enemy was targeting you're not allowed to come together you're not allowed to be united you're not allowed to share your stories your experiences and the news because everything was supposed to be controlled just like during the times of adolf hitler as you know goebbels he was a minister in a nazi propaganda and he was only allowing his truth in quote uh, to come to the german people so most of the german people at that time if they were not looking for outside information had no clue what was really going on yeah so thank you pastor art uh one you, you know when we're looking at alberta that gateway pundit is talking about how there's more deaths now uh the the deaths uh from unknown causes in alberta across the world there's a 20 percent rise we have i i was speaking to someone from alberta this morning and these vaccines are literally killing people. It's called sudden adult death syndrome. And the uh, kids are being harmed and they want to push through. What do you see, sir? Your, your fight is, is, um, is a, a sign as to where we're going and what they're going to do. And a lot of people now, I heard in Canada, a third of the people uh, no, in the United States, a third of the people are not feeling that they're going to be able to uh, to win over what is being done. These globalists, these corrupt justice, uh, you know, judges and people in the court that are taking over. We have corruption in our police officers. I just had a guy on the other day, uh, John O'Looney, one of the most profound interviews I've done with someone from the UK basically saying it is going to take an act of God to help us. You're talking about the ultimate good against evil. Like we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. And I hear from people terrified every single day. What happened to you? That was just horrendous. And people believe that the government is going to lock down, you know, probably this fall and they're not going to use the science. It's, it's never been about the science, has it? It's, it's not about the science at all. It's never, it wasn't in your case. So we don't feel safe in Canada. I know that uh, Marjena, your beautiful wife, your amazing son, Nathaniel, I've had an opportunity to be on uh, two speaking events with them. Uh, Nathaniel is absolutely amazing. I just want to compliment you and your wife, Marjena, on your son is so profoundly well-spoken he understands exactly what's happening and is clear on what happened to his dad and what is going on in Canada. And now they are speaking across America in your defense and and in uh, letting people know what's going on in Canada. This is very bad. Yes, Laura, but here is how I look at this as a pastor. You know, I read the Bible and I know how the story ends. I know that in the end we win. I know that what we are witnessing right now is a, a cleaning job. God was looking at the Western world and you know, the rest of the world was in a mess, but the Western world was pretending to be good, which was hypocrisy, of course, murdering of the innocent children and parading naked with their pride and perversion and you know drugs and alcohol and selfishness and self-centeredness and me i and myself all of that stuff for a long time god was observing and i believe that finally he steps in and says okay it's time for a cleanup it's time for the separation again because you and i we know that the bible says that jesus is coming back He's coming back to judge the living and the dead, but he's coming back for his church, a spotless church. 
a, a beautiful bride. He's coming for a perfect church. And when I looked around, and, and I know we talked about this, I did not see a perfect church. Far from it. I saw corruption, greed. I saw entertainment instead of preaching the gospel. I saw people from the pulpit preaching to the wallets instead of preaching to souls. It was compromise, chasing compromise. So I think, finally, God says, okay, it's time for the fire. Fire has this purification abilities. God is intensifying the fire. And now clearly we can see who is who in the zoo. God is separating the goats from the sheep and the sheep from the wolves. He is showing us who is a real shepherd, not just a hired gun. When the wolves or hyenas, as I like to call them, showed up, the real shepherd's job is to fend off those villains, to tell them, get out, take a stick or a staff and beat them up. Out, out, I'm protecting my sheep. Who you, do you think you are? That's the job of a shepherd. But instead, what we saw was a total betrayal, betrayal to Jesus, treachery towards people, and God separated the real from the fake, the chaff from the wheat the the living from the dead if you will and the goats from the sheep and i i actually enjoy this time i mean i don't like what they are doing to me of course my flesh hates it i don't like being persecuted of course however when you look at the big when you look at the big picture of what's happening god is simply purifying his church we're moving back to the book of acts the church was uninterested in going and feeding the poor, preaching the gospel. And the book of Acts is the only book in the Bible that has no ending. Because God's intention was for you and me to keep adding the chapters, keep writing our own story. Right now we have that opportunity. And then 99% of the fake Christians, fake pastors, uh, clergymen, um, just hired guns. Jesus said a hired man is not willing to, to, to give his life for the sheep because he doesn't love the sheep. It's just a job. It's a career. It's a good gig, if you will, for them. They finished Bible school and now they have a good gig with a good salary, a, a pretty easy lifestyle for them because they're not loading and unloading tracks like me. They're not going there risking their lives, feeding the poor and preaching in the ghettos of the cities. No, they have a, a comfortable, uh, you know, pure, beautiful, air-conditioned pulpits and uh, they're not willing to go and risk anything it's you know and i've I, i've heard this thousands of times oh we got to protect our reputation we have to protect our reputation and i want to yell and scream what reputation what reputation when you die when you come to jesus your reputation is dead your ambitions die your flesh die your life is over god takes over so I don't care about my reputation. I don't care what the devil talk, says about me. I don't care what Antifa says about me. I, it, it doesn't matter. It means nothing to me what the evil says about me. What matters to me is what God is saying about me. And he is saying to you and me, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Preach the truth. Feed the poor. Take care of the orphans and the widows. Be the church that I commanded you to be. Do the right thing. Because if you know how to do good and you choose not to, it's a sin to you. So that's the real shepherd. When the wolves are showing up, you, if you're real, if you're a real shepherd, you take that stuff and you beat them up. You kick them out of your church. You defend the people that God gave you to defend. So uh, they are like Judas Iscariots. They've sold Jesus for 30 shekels of silver. They are like, um, they're like brother of Jacob, Esav, which he chose a bowl of soup instead of his inheritance. He sold his birthrights for a bowl of soup and that's exactly what majority of clergymen did majority of christians they sold their birthrights for comfort oh i need the job because 
because I don't like being persecuted. Oh, I, I, I need to shut down the church and, and, and put um, a security guard to check the Nazi passport, segregate people, uh, do evil, uh, promote the job, even though I know it's murdering people right now. I need to do that for my pension. I need to do that because the board is telling me to do it. I need to do that because the government paid me millions of dollars to do that. Do you know, Laura, that there are churches that were shut down, marijuana stores were open, liquor stores were open, Costco, Walmart, Safeway, abortion clinics, all of those things were open. The churches were called unessential services and they were shut down. The majority, 99.9% .9 of those fake pastors, because that's what they are, they're fake pastors, um, obeyed the golden image. I call it the golden muzzle. They bowed before the golden muzzle. But do you know when the government gave them a lots of money to open their churches, their facilities to job people, they gladly opened them and did it? It's, it's shocking to me. It's, uh, it's such a treachery towards fate, towards God, towards Jesus. You know, cowardly, the Bible says, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm telling you, I would not want to be them. Having said all of those, you know, hard words, I, I get it. I understand there is hope if they would come back to Jesus, if they would repent from what they did, I'm telling you, Jesus would restore them just like he did restore Peter after he denied him three times. But they have to go to the knees and cry and really, really repent from what they have done against God and against people. Because what they've done cost people's lives. They also received um, funds and money in order to promote the COVID narrative, the vaccines. Uh, some churches became Vax Pass only, and it's now well known that they took money. Uh, different amounts were offered to different churches. Some of them spoke out, but some of them took the money and became another talking point for the government. And so that that's what you're talking about, and I agree with you, and I thank you for standing so strongly. Um, so how do we pray for you going forward, Pastor Art? Uh, when is your next court date? What do you face? What are what are the things that we have to, um, you know, be watching for right now? Well, I think the most powerful thing, of course, besides uh, supporting us, I mean, nothing runs without the funds. And, and that's just obvious. Everybody yes, knows that. Yes, we're going to put up your, uh, it's a street church, um, I think we have a that's, graphic for that. So that's how people can, yeah. can support you. Yeah, but another uh, important thing is a prayer. And here is how, if you can, I would like you to pray. Pray that God's perfect will would manifest always in my life and the life of, of my family. Because in the end of the day, that's what I desire. I desire to be in God's perfect will, even sometimes I would not understand or I do not understand why we have those 10,000 whys all the time. But sometimes I do not understand why, but I still want to be in his will because he knows in the end, he knows how my, my life started. He knows what I'm facing and he knows how the story will end because he's God. Also, spread the word around. Let the people know what's happening spread this video spread the word around share it share it share it and i'm facing terrorism charge i'm the first canadian ever in the history of this country to be charged with interfering with a crucial infrastructure under the defense act and this is when you blow up pipes when you blow up bridges like when you're a terrorist you would be charged with that offense i gave a speech a church sermon to a peaceful protesters encouraging them not to use violence but to stand up for their rights and for that speech the government jason kenny's government the conservative government it's like in the state is the republicans so the republicans so the conservatives here have charged me with this terrorism and i'm facing criminal serious charges for that offense. 
also i'm facing that hundred thousand dollar ticket for continuing to feed the homeless during the pandemic and also i'm facing a number of criminal charges still even though we won this case on friday i am still facing criminal charges for inciting people to come to church operating uh, an illegal gathering and participating and officiating an illegal gathering i'm still facing criminal charges for that so my my ordeal is not over and i am laura still on house arrest with a probation officer can you imagine every time i want to take my children somewhere uh, outside of 7 p.m i have to get a written permission like a, a, a bloody murderer or a, a you know a rapist from the probation officer allowing me to take my children somewhere that's the level of insanity so the fight continues however this victory on friday was the beginning beginning of an avalanche that i believe we're about to see for our freedoms we pray for that and it is absolutely absurd uh, what you are facing and continue to face. Uh, we believe that this will be the beginning of the avalanche. And we really love you, Pastor Art. We consider you one of the finest, truest Canadian pastors in the land. And I am so glad you're not one of the compromisers. Uh, the first uh, category of people that do not make it into eternity are the cowards. It's not the murderers. It's not the adulterers and the, the thieves. It's actually the cowards. And you have shown yourself not to be a coward. I thank you so much. Um, any final words, Pastor Art? I, I know that you've, I think, said a lot, but we do want people to support you. Please uh, feel uh, free to donate to Pastor Art's ministry and to his um, fund so that he can get good legal uh, representation and also so that you are cared for at this time when you're not even allowed to do what, you know, some of the things that you would be doing. You're not allowed to travel not allowed to speak. I'm so glad that Marjana and Nathaniel are here. I hope to see them again soon, but please support Pastor Art, everyone. And uh, any final words for Canadians? Yeah, just for clarity, when I travel, when I can go and speak, that's where where the funds are coming. I mean, you know, the speaking engagements and, and different things, they have stolen that from me. So I think they did it to hurt me finance, uh, financially. Mm -hmm. If it comes to lawyers, uh, a rebel news, and I am very grateful to Ezra Levant and, and his Democracy Fund, they are providing the lawyers for uh, this moment. I hired a paralegal because I intend to go after the villains. So that's where I need the funds. So I just don't want people to think that we are double dipping here. Uh, no, I do not receive a penny. Everything that goes to the democracy funds, it goes there. And because of this case, because of our fight, um, they were uh, able to raise a lots of money to support and to help and to defend over 2000 Canadians. So imagine that little me and our little church, uh, we are a part of such such an amazing um, endeavor, uh, supporting and, and defending and fighting for the rights of thousands of Canadians. I'm, I'm really humbled that God would choose a person like me to be part of this. It's absolutely amazing and beautiful. If it comes to a final word, just say to you this do not give up god is bigger than all of them combined together i don't care how big they think they are i don't care if they're the gates schwabs or fauci's or biden's or justin trudeau castro or jason kenny in the end of the day my god still sits on the throne and he's coming to judge the living and the dead. He always has the final say in your life. So cling to him, grab him and do not let it go. Because when you are with God, you will always win. Even if sometimes you will think that you're losing, you cannot. It's impossibility to lose when you are with God. Sometimes we just don't understand why certain things are happening to us. But in the end, in the end, every man will receive what's due to them. The villains will face the judge that does not take bribes. 
and we will face the judge that will reward, reward those uh, based on what we said and what we did. So be of good cheer. Do not run away from fire. Be like Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego. Go to the fire. In the fire, God deals with your enemies. In the fire, he shows up to set you free. In the fire, you have an ability to have a conversation with the boss, with a, a you know, commander in chief, uh, with a ruler supreme. Face to face. Face to face, he sets you free. In the fire, you have a testimony and in the fire is your promotion. So go to the fire and enjoy the ride. And I'm telling you, while you're in the fire, you can do amazing stakes, stakes as well, uh, because stakes require a big hit. So go out there and have some good stakes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Pastor Art. You're amazing. We love you. Thank you for standing, sir. Thank you. Your legacy will be that of a very courageous pastor. Thank you. Talk to you again Thank soon. God bless you. God bless. I love that man. He's a good man. Wow. Wow. My website is lauralyn.tv. Thank you very much for uh, keeping an eye on all that we put out. I recommend highly that you go through on my site the significant interviews I've done lately. You will find Dr. Artis. You will find Dr. Charles Hoff. You will find John O'Looney from the UK. Very powerful. You will find uh, Dr. Robert Young. Uh, you're going to find my interviews with Dr. Peter McCullough. And it's important that you get the information you need to know what is going on right now and how to protect yourself at this time, how to stand strong. And always we believe that uh, God is in control. I wanted to read in honor of Pastor Art today. I wanted to read to you as we leave 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3. Um, it is the qualifications for overseers and deacons. I believe at this hour that Canada has had an epic fail in the pastors out there. You sold out the churches. You accepted bribe money in order to promote an evil agenda. That evil agenda is now killing people. Uh, all of the, these uh, vax passes and the mandates, you literally forced people, coerced, and convinced people in your churches to get the vaccine. It's evil and sick. You're disturbed. And what you've done has harmed our nation and it's harmed the cause of Jesus Christ. May your churches be shut down. May you be silenced forever. You have not acted according to the word of God. You have betrayed our nation. You have betrayed our faith. It's disgusting, despicable, and God has been watching. And I believe what Pastor Art said was very profound, that when God returns, Jesus will return for a bride that is without spot or wrinkle, and you are full of spots and wrinkles. And because of that, you've defiled Canada. You have colluded with the enemy in this regard. May God be the judge of you. First Timothy 3 says, Here is a trustworthy saying, Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. An overseer is a pastor. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders maybe with the poor who can't eat and need help with those kinds of people, the outsiders who need support, that you have a good reputation. Ask anyone on the streets of Calgary who was fed during COVID, all while police were there. I, I saw them, I was there as they filmed Pastor Art, myself, 
feeding the homeless on a freezing cold day. What is wrong with you all? He must have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. Pursuing dishonest gain, what does that sound like? Dishonest gain is being paid for a sick and vile and evil agenda now responsible for thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths. What have you done? May God help us all. May God help us to be found righteous in our own, on our own challenging paths. May we do what we need to do and may God help those who have betrayed us to repent. Thank you, everyone. I'll be back later today. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.